I'm author Mark Muncy. And I'm author Erica Lance. And this is Eerie Travels. Greetings, travelers. We're back. Oh yes. my goodness. After we're back, and I believe this entire episode is supposed to be about reasons we made up to eat chocolate a lot in February. Isn't yep. that what we're and talking to get, about? And to get presents and to uh have and, nice dinners and, and make uh ourselves feel bad when we don't have a significant other. Yep, and yep, many yep. The other torturous things that go along with this particular episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, I don't think we, 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 I don't know if we need to do as many trigger warnings on this one as we have in some of the recent ones. Uh, but again, <laughs> we're going to be talking about Valentine's Day. Well, that might just be a trigger warning in and of itself. I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, I, and I'm not going to go with the obvious. I'm not going to talk about how St. Valentine's was, you know, ripped apart or anything like that because that represents the chocolate the treat no no it's <laughs> oh yeah no i think i definitely think when we go back to when saint valentine existed and the entire reason for this holiday was to have some sort of event that occurred right after new year's to put on the holiday store display section <laughs> is that the more modern right? is, yeah the modern right? reason was yep they, they realized we, we we don't have we sold out of Christmas cards, and we don't have anything till Mother's Day, so we got to invent a holiday. So, and, yeah, and so they did, you know. And it was, but it does tie into, uh, you know, Saint Valentine, which you know, again, not exactly a holiday about romance. Even that, oh my gosh, it's uh, it goes back again because. As we discussed, we we talked about Imbolc. This is this is we talk about. We should talk about Lupercalia, because that's that sounds like something you need a cream for. <laughs> is that something that creates like a fungal itch? All right. Well, the Lupercal was in Rome, and it was the legendary site where Romulus and Remus were suckled by the the great wolf uh, and. And so to celebrate the founding of Rome, they would sacrifice a goat or a warning galley, a dog. Uh, and, um, and they would, uh, and then because they normally use pigs and sheep and bulls for their sacrifices. So that's what made this one kind of weird. You know, they, they did not do that with that one. Uh, and then they would smear the blood from the knife on a couple young boys and then they would, it's just weird. They would basically whip them and and wipe them with wool that was dipped in milk to clean them afterwards. It's, that's all we know. It's Why very, are we, you know, this goes back to like Rome celebrating things and creating vomitoriums. Yeah. So that they could celebrate and puke. Like there's no logic to something like this. Well, and the, who I, celebrates suckling on a wolf like why would that be a celebration i well you know it founded the town that's the romulus and remus that's why it's rome and and then now probably after this point you know is when you get the fun parts of it although then they still they sacrifice a goat and then they cut it 
into thongs and then give it to athletes to run the marathon up to this Lupercal. Um, and uh. and some accounts basically more whipping to be fertile. Women volunteer to be whipped by the runners so that they can become fertile. And there's all these famous paintings of Lupercalia and all this. But the main problem is, is this is such a weird holiday. Uh, the word itself is just, it, it, we're not even sure the Lupercal is the word. It's just, we're not even sure what they were celebrating. It's, is it Romulus and Remus? Is it this? Ovid said one thing, Livy said another thing. All the, you know, all these guys said different things. It's weird. But why okay, would you make um that your candy holiday? I want my candy holiday back because the only significance this holiday has to me is it makes some of the chocolate that I really enjoy eating a lot cheaper because they put it in larger quantities and make it very easily accessible at the beginning of the store. And you can make it appear as if you're purchasing, I don't know, the 10 candy hearts I bought yesterday for many people in my life instead of setting them next to my couch, you know. Well, that, it's a thing it's a thing and we're even thinking it predates rome this is probably an older thing that rome just kept uh because that's what they did uh you know we have crap gods and we have crap things according to eddie azard the great eddie azard's comedy routine so let's oh thank goodness these guys have some good gods we can use yeah um, we had jeff the god of biscuits <laughs> probably the most famous thing lupercalia was that's when caesar was thrice offered the crown uh, was the festival of Lupercalia. So, you know, and that's when okay. he, you know, you, know yeah. you and your obscure holidays, because you're, hey, you're making my chocolate, yes, less uh, yummy. So, well, the, on the plus side, it was celebrated with lots of wine. So, there you go. So, oh, oh, then I'm wine. down. Are we celebrating okay. things with wine and chocolate? I'm in. You know, yeah, all right, in. there we go. There we go. Let's go. Bring on that's the vomitorium. <laughs> But now Valentine's Day is associated with what? Love, romance, sexy, all the beautiful right? things, right? It's it's this it's the it's the holiday for your sweetie and all that. And Carrie's busy illustrating sweetie, some I, stuff. I actually am. I, I know I'm, we're going to get a hate mail for this. I'm actually very against some of these commercialized holidays. Really? Because, um, like. First of all, you should be celebrating a significant person in your life all the time. Yeah. You should constantly remind them, not once a year, why they're amazing and why they're in your life. Just because you get into a relationship of whatever kind of relationship works for you with one or more people in it, guess what? You don't just get in and then like the off switch goes off and the having to do the romancing of that particular relationship, whatever that means to you and your partner or partners, right. you know? And I think having it go, oh, well, one day, like you hear these jokes all the time where dinner, all this stuff, take your person or persons out to dinner or the ones fucking year at Valentine's Day or anniversaries, like celebrate them all the time. It's so ridiculous. Instead of putting forth like, uh, positive, sane ways to be a part of somebody's life. And look at you got me soapboxing, Mark. I, I, that was amazing. I was just, we were just, <laughs> I, I, you know, it was, it was, I, I couldn't, I just, I was stunned. That was beautiful. So, well, bravo. thank you. Can we talk Peace about us. something else or I'm just going to keep getting riled up? 
Well, all right. Well, I'm going to talk about uh, two famous lost loves. Let's let's talk oh. about because you know we're, we're, we 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 need to get back with the spooky. Come on, let's break. Let's let's. I I, I prefer to call Valentine Valent uh, you know, Valentine uh, because it's you know it's on the road to Halloween now. So we you know it's been a few months since Halloween. We need a second Halloween instead. Oh, so, I like that. Let's let's officially declare Valentine's Day second Halloween. There we go. I agree. I think that's great. We still get the candy uh, without yes. all the pomp and circumstance. You know, it's all good. So and um, freaking out my sweetie. That yeah, exactly. done. Snuggle up, I love snuggle this. Up with a ghost story and snuggle up with a you know with a horror movie or something. So, uh, so Perfect. my ghost story, uh, you know, in the vein of the great tragedies of you know Romeo and Juliet and all this, I have a ghost story, and it's from my hometown of St. Petersburg, Florida. I can't um, wait to hear it, but I need to clarify. You got me on my soapbox. You just said Romeo and Juliet. That's not a great tragedy. What that crazy. is, two fucking teen, pre-pronouncing teenagers and three days and six people die. That's what exactly. that is. There's no love in that love story. That's not a love story. It's not a romance. It is a tragedy. It is right up there with Hamlet where everybody dies. You know, it's just, there's, there is no happy ending there. So if anybody says, oh, it's the greatest love story. No, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, real, Hello, you know? English degree producer here. Romeo and Juliet is evidence that Shakespeare wrote in order to get a paycheck. I rest my case. Thank you very much. <laughs> the voice of the producer has spoken. Yes. Okay, Mark, we'll let, we'll, we'll let you have your 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 former lover okay. ghost. I'm going to sit now. Bring, me, bring me in. Where are we going? All right, so we are going to one of the icons of Florida, one of those famous pink hotels. Uh, it is often known as the Pink Palace itself. It is near the Gulf of Mexico, is on the Gulf of Mexico, in the shoreline of St. Petersburg. It has an amazing location. It is called the Don Cesar and is over a hundred years been there, uh, or not quite. I think it's. I think we. I've read somewhere that it's uh, its ninety fifth anniversary is coming up. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so I may be off a little bit on my dates there. Apologies. Uh, but, um, so in the, um, 1890s, this young guy, um, another forbidden love, we can talk about a forbidden love, right? It was a forbidden love. Uh, I'm trying to link this with Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Well, Thomas Rowe, <laughs> uh, Thomas Rowe attends school in England and, um, he frequents the opera okay. and one night. He attends the play Maritana and he meets this beautiful singer. Her name is Lucinda and they quickly fall in love and they secretly meet at this fountain in the courtyard. And um, she calls him Don Cesar, which is one of the characters in Maritana, uh, like the lead character. And so he's just in love. And then as they their love keeps blossoming. The problem is she's from Spain and Catholic and he is not. So her family refuses to let them date, let them court. And they take her back to Spain. And so he, wait, oh, where, where did they meet? They met in London. So they met at London at an opera. Yes. And she called him her Don Cesar. Which is the lead character in that opera that she was singing okay. to. And uh, 
And so that was her code name. Remember when I quote mean girls to people, like you can't sit with us. Okay. So Don Cesar, but she is um, Catholic and he is not Catholic. So parents take her back to Spain. Yep. Said, nope. But they promised to write each other. And so Thomas finally graduates school. He's been writing her constantly and he decides the only way he's going to make his name for himself is move to the United States and and just make a name. And he gets to Florida and he gets to Tampa and he keeps sending her letters. And some of the letters come back unopened. And um, he doesn't know, you know what to do about it, but he knows some of them aren't coming back. So he thinks it's still okay. Uh, and so he and decides this is, to... this is back when a time a time when you had to mail letters and yeah. it took weeks for letters or, to get where they months were going. because he's sending them to Spain from Tampa you yeah. know, in the 1920s. So he decides to build this hotel for his love and he's going to make a grand hotel. He talks to all one of the great Henry's uh, you know, we have Henry Plant, Henry Morgan, all these great and terrible henry's uh but he uh uh if in various ways they're great and in various ways they're terrible uh we'll get in we'll do an episode on the henry's at some point there you go callie another note episode on the florida henry's um and he since you know he's 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 going to build this for her and prove to her family that he is worth a damn right this, he's building this magnificent hotel this giant pink palace and he calls it the Don Cesar uh, for her. And he even builds a replica of the fountain that they used to meet at. And now while he's building it, he gets a letter from Lucinda. And it's addressed to him. And it's basically saying, why have you never written me? I've never given up hope. And... Uh Yes, and and I'm sadly I don't feel like I'll be around much longer. Uh, why have you not written me, my love? And she died shortly thereafter. Oh. Parents had kept his letters from her. Her parents would not let her have the the, the letters. You know what's so beautiful though is that yep. she she thought that whole time she was still waiting for him to write her. Yep. Oh, now you're. Now you're making me want to eat more of my chocolates and drink more of my wine. Yeah. So he built the hotel. It took two years, 277 rooms, beautiful castle, uh, and it became a hit. It was like the place to be. F. Scott Fitzgerald, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, Al Capone, all the greats are here, you know, to visit this amazing hotel. And um, uh, even you mean yeah even Teddy Roosevelt one of my favorite guys came there, uh, and then during the Great Depression while all the other hotels are dying, Don Cesar is doing great uh, because the New York Yankees come down, and this is where they're going to stay in the spring. So Babe Ruth and the Yankees sign contracts here, and it becomes this you know destination place still, and then finally. Roe uh, did marry 
uh, although very little is known about his wife. It's like she's just one of these little bit players in history that gets kind of lost between the pages because of the, you know, the great love story that built all this. But when he died, um, he had no will. So, and that wife that he had was never around for the hotel or anything. So nobody knew who she was, but it basically went to her. And then she didn't have any money to work it or do anything with it. So it just started dying. And then by 1942, it's falling into disrepair. She sells it to the military and they convert it to a military hospital and they use it for the next years for World War II. Wow. And then again, by 1969, it's vacant and they're going to bulldoze it. And eventually enough residents spoke out. Finally, it was purchased in the 1970s and they started renovating it and it finally reopens. And now it is this amazing place to go visit. But of course, there's ghosts at this hotel. It's nearly 100 years old. It was used as a military hospital. So there's lots of nurses ghosts seen and, and warriors ghosts seen. But most famous ghost there, the man in the Panama hat. And he wears a white suit. And he wears the little white rimmed hat cop, prop, you know, from the 20s. And he asks everybody, how do you like my hotel? And it's Thomas Rowe. And wow. he walks, and some people say he is seen with a young Spanish lady as they walk to the fountain and disappear at night, which would be weird because she never was there. But, you know, it's uh, it's one of those, is this, you know, this this ghostly spirit here, you know, and they, they the, the, the staff talk about the ghosts all the time. Uh, they've seen uh, almost everybody has had some encounter with the man in Panama hat. Um, usually he just tips his hat at him or appears in a mirror or, you know, just walking down the hall, uh, the doctors and ghosts of, you know, the ghosts of doctors and ghosts of nurses, uh, from world war II are seen quite often, uh, strange sounds, unusual things, um, definitely eerie feelings and stuff like that. Uh, so let, let's go. So it's a very haunted, I've been to the Don Cesar, which by the way, for if you're listening, it is actually pink. It is still pink. Yes. They've kept it pink. It is pink. But so I'm sure there's the theory that he is still there, one, to look over his hotel, but two, probably waiting for her still to come. Yeah, it's, um, and that's that's the thing. It's It's one of those, the whole area around it, I mean, all of Tampa Bay, I've, I've written books about ghosts of Tampa Bay. So, you know, it's, there's, of course there's tons, but the Don is the probably the most famous because it is the biggest and most beautiful building there. It is a four diamond resort in St. Pete. And I think it is the only four diamond resort in St. Pete. Um, it has you know two giant pools, big spa. The restaurant there is off the chart. It's incredible um again still rich people come uh most famously uh tom petty filmed a music video there in the 80s uh because tom petty's a big florida fan what what music video did he record there 
Oh my God, you got me. I can't remember. Oh my goodness. Mark's <laughs> going to have to Google something. I'll have to Google oh. it. Or I, might oh ask our producer, I, I might ask our amazing producer to Google that so I don't have to do it on camera. We'll have, we'll have to have them to Google it for us because you can't yeah. throw out a Tom Petty reference and then I, not well, tell me what the Tom Petty is. But it's wait a up on the roof. Up on the roof. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, uh, we appreciate that. Thank you. At least somebody here knows what they're talking about. Yes. Um, yes. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. You had an encounter at the Don Cesar, didn't you? Uh, I think there's some confusion. I had an encounter at the Bellevue Biltmore, which is up in Clearwater, which is another. Oh, we'll have to talk about that. We'll have to talk about that another time when we actually talk our ghostly encounters. Uh, But uh, yeah, no, no, I have not had an experience at the Dawn. I have talked to people who have. Uh, They're right near it is the uh, Morial Suntan Art Center, which was another one of the buildings that the navy used for a while and that has ghost encounters a lot um and it's a tiny building so it's a lot easier to investigate and i've been there uh spirits of saint pete uh which is a paranormal investigating team run by our good friend uh dr brandy stark uh that's where she bases her investigations a lot because that center has given her so much evidence but she will look out at the dawn you know, to see if the man in the Panama hat is out there and if he's walking with Lucinda, uh, someone arm in arm with him sometimes. So is that Lucinda or is it, you his know, wife. The, his wife Yeah, that we know so little about? I think that's one of the things that makes it interesting to me is that it's literally one of the, owned the most famous hotel in Florida at the time. And we know nothing about her. It's it is we, we know that she lived nearby. And that she was there for a time and they were married for a time, but they were estranged. And, you know, if you're building a hotel to this lost love, uh, you know, and you name it after your lost love's name for you, I guess, you know, any marriage after that's not going to quite have that spark. (laughs) You know, know, and obviously if he didn't leave a will, he didn't think too much of it to begin with. So he wasn't like, this is now the love of my life. I must make sure she is okay. Do we yeah. know how he died? Uh, it was, he was very young and it was a heart attack, we believe. It's, it, it's, it's another oh, one of those he fun died ones. of a broken heart? It could be, it could be. But uh, again, uh, it was, he was a dreamer. He was a romantic, you know, and again, these are not harmful ghosts. Uh, even the feelings that the dances are, even the, the, the 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 doctors the nurses even the ghosts of the patients that are there occasionally again nobody says anything negative about these ghosts there are other hotels in tampa bay uh you know the vinoy which is another pink palace on the other side we'll talk about another time that one has so many ghosts that uh the rays baseball team is not allowed to house visiting teams in it uh because it's actually a byline in the baseball rules that they can't house teams there again another fun story for another day but um you can go to that amazing place i highly you want a valentine's place to go spend a night at the don cesar have some fun at the dine at that restaurant it is amazing you know spend some time at the spa presidents have stayed there you know you know bill clinton was stayed there when it first reopened this is you know this is not I just want to point out that we decided to do a Valentine's Day episode, and what you brought us was the story 
of a broken heart over years were two very young people. How did you Romeo and Juliet this fucking episode? How did you do that? Like, hey, I don't even understand. You can go there and look for Thomas and Lucinda standing hand in hand by their fountain. Oh, um, you make now, it sound that way, but you're not sure that's who it is. I know, but you know, it's better than saying, well, maybe it's the chambermaid he was having an affair with. But, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I will say uh, one of the funnest things I ever did at the Don was uh, a couple friends of mine who were very wealthy, uh, got married there. Um, and um, if you YouTube, it was early days of YouTube, they posted this. There's a thing called the Battle Wedding. It takes place at the Don Cesar. And it was uh, basically this couple's getting married. He's a software engineer and she's a lawyer. So they're both, you know, perfect people and ba- and rich and bad- badasses. And they do fights. With, uh, a knight demands her hand. Uh, they fight. And then, you know, the guy's like, does anybody else, you know, have any reason these two should not be married? And then Iron Man shows up uh, and demands that she join him for S.H.I.E.L.D. And then... Batman shows up and says, no, join me. You know, we can fight in the Batcave. And they have a fight. Uh, then uh, some Russian gangsters show up and they have a fight. Uh, and these were all friends of mine who were stunt people and cosplayers that I helped arrange for this couple when I was a GameStop manager and they used to come into my GameStop all the time. Uh, finally, the Don Cesar manager comes in, played by the great Joel D. Winecoop uh it was one of the king of the b movies here in tampa bay uh and he and his henchmen which are basically supposed to be the hotel staff are like we can't do this so you have to fight us and then they have a big battle and finally jimmy hart the mouth of the south from the wwe comes in and makes peace and they have the rest of their wedding and that video is incredible and it's at the don cesar you can see the fountain have to get our amazing producer um, to link it yep. in the show notes so you guys can see somehow um, Mark managed to make this episode one not about true love two brings back Romeo and Juliet three talks about some dinner he had and four then brings it all the way back to some wedding he orchestrated I don't know how you managed to do that seriously all- I don't it's it's all it's all wedding it's all valentines and it's in a pink <laughs> castle come on this is and you know and and ghosts it's perfect it's valentine we're, we're bringing it back we're calling it okay now, I, so. I i don't know you're not bringing that back <laughs> uh, but i will say this um i want to give a shout out before we go to break and um i'm i'm going to talk some ghost stories because right. I wasn't, I went down a rabbit hole. So I'm going to talk some ghosts, Excellent. which I know you're familiar with when we get back. But first, I want to give a huge shout out to our friends over at Botched. The oh, ADB, yeah. It's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. They are amazing. They gave us a shout out. Um, we're going to link them in the show notes. They are hysterical because I'm not 100% sure they know the rules. I'm a thousand percent sure they drink too much when they're playing, but it is ridiculous group of people playing Dungeons and Dragons. It's a great podcast and you probably will not learn anything other than what not to do while listening to it. Awesome. 
So with that said, we're going to take a break and we will be right back with Erie Travels. Erie Appalachia. Gear up for a frightful jaunt into the darkest reaches of the ancient Appalachians. Folks deep within the Appalachian hollers lean close to the campfire to share stories of the inexplicable with hushed awe. Monsters rumbling in the hills, strange lights darting through the pitch black night sky, horrible occurrences almost ineffable in their bizarre tragedy. Tall tales, you might say. Tell that to the Flatwoods monster in Braxton County, West Virginia, or the Goat Man of Louisville. Look into his humanoid eyes and let him know you don't believe. What of those apparitions in Mammoth Cave's Corpse Rock or the Satan spawn known as the Jersey Devil? How do you respond when confronted by these mysteries? From the metaphysical energy that swirls near Serpent Mound in Ohio to Point Pleasant's Mothman Legacy, Mark Muncie and Carrie Schultz explore the dark history lurking in the shadows of Appalachia. Read by Mark Muncy, author and experts on strange folklore with appearances on shows such as Ancient Aliens, The Curse of Robert the Doll, and many, many more. Greetings, mortals and others. I'm Dick Terhune, the voice from hell. I work with haunted attractions all over the U.S., Canada, and Europe to increase audiences and enhance their experience with highly effective commercials, narrations, animatronic character voices, whatever your dark heart desires. Let me help you do more, scare more, profit more. Find out more at Voice From Hell on Facebook and at voicefromhell.com. Yeah. So yeah, I Claudius, you know, of course. Such a good show. I'm sorry. Sorry I I exposed you to that when you were way too young. So listen, I love it. I am surprised that we've done a Valentine's Day episode and we haven't talked about like Caligula and his sister (laughs) and like the baby that he eats out of her because he thinks he's Zeus and she's Hera and the baby has to be born out of his head. Yeah, it's gonna be Athena. It's kind of we're we're actually recording right right now, like oh. producer. Oh, out of people's okay. heads. What, what the hell are you talking about? Bye, well, guys. <laughs> no, 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 Callie. No, no. What? What the hell was that? That was like, you can't. <laughs> Welcome to the Valentine's Day episode where yes. we're going to talk about Mark's wedding that he arranged for other people. And the saddest part about that was that I couldn't be at it because it was the same week as our GameStop conference when I was a manager there. So I was out in Vegas and missed the whole damn thing, but I arranged okay. it also. Listen, this is my half of the episode, not your hmm. half of the episode. I'm and- going to talk about drum roll. We don't have a drum roll. I'm going to talk about the woman in white. Which one? Yeah, no, that's exactly the problem. So this all kind of started for me where I was like, the woman in white, you know, the the lover that her husband dies. And well, it kind of turns out that that is absolutely not actually accurate. Well, it is depending on what culture. But what's really interesting, and you may have already known this, is there is a woman in white or a white woman in pretty much every culture going back hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years they all do seem to center around the loss of somebody whether it's the loss of a loved one a loss of a child 
something like that. Um, their untimely death, leaving behind somebody. But what is what is really kind of interesting and creepy about so uh, going back to what they they appear we're Scooby doing it um, they appear um, as a very pale uh, woman wearing a white dress of some kind. And a lot of people akin it to a wedding dress, but not like a wedding dress that we think of now, just like a really pretty white dress, right? right? And they normally have very long, straight, dark hair. And they're found wandering the back roads of places to be picked up by travelers. So they look like they're lost. Um, Where of hitchhiking ghosts. Yeah, beware of hitchhiking ghosts. Just do, do be, be careful not to pick up ghosts in your car. That should just be right. one of the lessons from Mary Travels. But the, the so the stories go all the way back to um, very specific places. And what's interesting to me, so they're, they're found along the road. They normally ask for help. The problem is, though, a lot of the stories also talk about how they will jump out in the road and cause travelers to have accidents of some kind or potentially go off bridges or you know go down ravines so this tragedy normally ends up i mean this encounter normally ends up with whoever's encountering it usually quote unquote um a single male is who will normally encounter these particular um spirits lonely man but yeah, just so you know, um, <laughs> if you're single, we're Valentine's. We're, we're yeah, sticking with that Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Um, but what I thought was really interesting, and this kind of brings up, you know, it opens up a topic for us to talk about is this is true in so many cultures. Even in Japan, there's a woman in white. Yep. It's there for that, you know, that same kind of reason. You know, Thailand, it's not just um, like Europe and it's not just America. You know, Russia, Siberia, right? Um, and they walk around scaring people. Dead women in white is what they call it in Siberia, right? Yeah. And there are specific places that these people um, are encountered. And what is interesting to me is it's not just one um, uh, person. It's not just one place. Like we, you were talking about, you know the Don Cesar, right? Right. And um, you know, there's ghosts there and things like that. There, we, we're going to have so many ghost stories on this podcast. Like, oh, yeah. have ghosts? You want a ghost? Do you want a ghost? Do you want a ghost? We'll give you all the ghosts. You know. But what's interesting is when you talk about something like this, where it's a ghost um, or a type of apparition that is seen in multiple cultures in multiple locations, but doing a very similar activity. Right. And they don't seem to be particularly tied to a building or, you know, like, like a lot of hauntings where it's in one building or it's in one thing. It is a lot of roads, stretches of roads and stretches of, uh, and, and, you know, and it even goes back to like the moors, you know, and things like that, where they're all in these like boggy places, swampy places. That seems to be a common theme with them as well. Um, and, or high out of the way places like a lot of them are seen in mountains and uh you know and are seen walking along the mountains and that's why they're like 
why is that lady up there when you know only mountain goats can get up there people in you know protective gear but there she is and so it, but, it doesn't fit the 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 ghost mode sometimes so yeah it doesn't and it's it's interesting because if you go back and go down the rabbit hole of these stories and um, they're usually called the, you know, if you look up Woman in White, you're going to get the movie that was made, right? Yeah. And um, this all spawned my idea for doing this off of a supernatural episode. I'll discuss that in a minute. But <laughs> what I'll, I'll go back to supernatural in a minute. Yeah, we're going to fall I'll back on that and bump you a lot. Anytime I can. You know how I feel about Sam and Dean. But what I thought was interesting is researching all of these things. A lot of them had had a horrible encounter, had lost their husband, had been killed by their husband, mm. had lost their children. Um, but they, it, it's predominant all the way back to um, like the 1400s and the 1200s and stuff like that, where people, and to this day, there is a road in Pennsylvania that they talk about it and there's warnings about it, that this woman in white will appear to fall out of the tree onto your car and cause all these accidents. And there's documented accidents talking about this woman in white that appeared and then disappears. Yeah. There's one here in Tampa Bay at the, uh, the, the Skyway Bridge that she's seen, you know, hitchhiking and people pick her up and she's in a white, not in a white gown, but a white top and white shorts, uh, you know, similar, but with the long black hair. And she's always looks wet. So people pick her up thinking, oh my gosh, what's wrong with this poor girl? And as soon as she gets in the car, she disappears. And uh, and then they go and tell the people at the toll booth, you know, oh my God, there's this where they, they go, oh, you saw our ghost, our lady in white. So so what do you what do you think though? You know? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's 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 one of those phenomena that again, I don't like to call things ghosts. I don't like to call things paranormal i like to call things preternatural stuff we don't understand yet these are things that are replays but since they're it's again it's one of those things it's all over the world and it's very similar so and literally hundreds of sightings thousands of sightings uh documented for hundreds if not thousands of years because there's even some roman writings back to lupercalia uh that uh, oh my you know, they, god how did you tie that back together <laughs> seriously they have they're like, some of the earliest he's sitting writings behind of, the screen drawing a map of how he can get the fuck back i'm, I'm, there drawing, I'm putting the thumbtacks over here on the map no uh it's the they go back to the uh you know some of the earliest writings from some of the roman writers are talking of haunted house house of hades you know uh these evil places and they and the lady in white is a ghostly figure in white that they attribute to one of the furies you know, driving you mad. This is the only people you can see it. Uh, I again, I think this is something we don't understand scientifically. I think this is some sort of entity stuck between time or planes, and and we're getting clips it, of it. Do you think it's that, or do you think it's like a somehow a shared trauma or something? Because the, the people that document seeing them, it's not. You know, it's it's also interesting because it's not like. The only people that see them are brokenhearted or the only people that see them are, you know, they do talk about a lot of them talk about how, you know, males will see them. But I don't I don't know how many, you know, females are driving down these dark roads at night at these times. So I just think like math, 
men are going to see them more than women are going to see them or people who identify as male are going to see them more than people identify as female because it's it's you know that time of night it's in that you know up until a certain point in our history the the women didn't drive around at night or didn't walk around at night or didn't travel around at night you know and you you look at this and you go how how is something like this because i get the you know the spirits and you know i agree with you there's so much we obviously don't know but you know you um there's also a lot of water around this particular spirit generally is there's something having to do with a river or a bridge or you know stuff like that that causes this spirit and you just go how do so many places have the same Same exact spirits yeah even the the, like like you were saying the ones from uh from from asia have very similar encounters like there's one in india uh i believe it's called the bima gupta uh is another lady in white and she's often seen when she passes your cow your cow's milk turns sour uh but uh but that's always the you know oh whenever your milk turns sour it's got to be something supernatural it can't just be your cow sick uh yeah uh you know that, that goes over here to wampus cats and stuff like that but uh you know this is she's in there she's one of those that can turn into a snake and that's one of those legends that you know she turns into a snake uh and slithers away when you get too close uh but again her she is a victim of a lost love she was supposed to, the reason she turns into that creature is that her marriage was never completed never consecrated so um yeah it's uh you know it's just unusual i don't know what uh you know there's there's it, again it's just the fact that there are so many and now that you bring that up because I, I hadn't even thought about that before we started doing this uh episode i was thinking you were you said you were gonna do the lady in white i'm like oh well there's this one there's this one there's this one i didn't realize you were gonna go into this whole culture of it no and... i went down the rabbit hole because i was trying to chase it and it went to pennsylvania and then pennsylvania shot to canada right mm-hmm. where there's a woman in white lost her husband to british soldiers um i guess canadians can make the british the bad guys and everything like we do as well you know very star wars and um james bond and then <laughs> um but then it went over to ireland but then it went from ireland and it was like russia and all this stuff and i went you know you can kind of attribute things when they're in um a european sort of situation because you know we you know our 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 supposed history i'm using quotation marks you know there's a lot of european in the white history of being in this country right um and even though we made all of that up and then (laughs) but when you go into places like russia and then you go into asian countries like japan and um you know thailand and all these other places and you go wait a minute they all have the same stories they all have the same stories of this and they look the same and they all have these same stories and they all have this generally foreboding um trying to cause some um i don't want to even say evil but kind of trying to cause some sort of um similar death to the death that they experience on a you know road or whatever and you go how how is that how is that a a universal 
thing that we, they all have these same things. So then you got to go, okay, so maybe we're not, you know, they've attributed it to people. Like a lot of these cultures go, oh, that was Sally and Sally, you know, had this problem. But when it's in 10 different places, it's not Sally, right? Yeah. And so- But yeah. it's so similar. And and again, some of them don't tie in historically, you know, or, or you know, there was no reported deaths here or anything like that. And again, it's just, it's a haunted stretch of road. And, um, and that's what's so cool about some of this phenomena. It just, it's, I, I put it up there with like the hat man and some of these other that are just reported over and over and over again, or, you know, the, the child ghosts that are reported, you hear them laughing, you hear them seeing, and again, no reported deaths, but there they are. Yeah. And uh, I think this is one of those phenomena that, like I said, maybe a shared traumatic experience. It's just in our heads and we get triggers. Um, the And you were talking about water, uh, that one on the Skyway I mentioned earlier, that's one of the things people say is that when she gets out of the, you know, when she disappears from your car, there's still water in the seat. Um, and it's so the Skyway, right? It is the Skyway, which is, you know, probably Where if that... any bridge is going to be haunted, it's going to be that one. So Yeah, because that was the one that, it was a cruise ship, right? Or a tanker? Yeah, a, a tanker smashed into it and 23 people lost their lives in a Greyhound bus uh, and, and others fall into the water. It goes over the mouth of Tampa Bay. and But then a boat wreck there just six months prior was the worst Coast Guard disaster in peacetime. And then that bridge had the most suicides per capita that we know of. The fact that they wouldn't report them is even worse. Uh, they recently finally put fences up around that bridge so that people can't jump off of it. That like, uh, you know, so the only bridge that has more deaths is the Golden Gate. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, it's, and the fact that that hitchhiker moved from the old span, which is still a fishing pier, to the new span. So she just migrated, you know, a few, you know, a few yards away, uh, but she's still there and people still see her. And um it's you, you you really gotta wonder what um could cause that i i mean i'd love to hear listener thoughts on this too because yeah. you know we're going to cover a lot of things and we're going to cover things that do cover various countries and stuff like that but um you know there are certain phenomenon that you just go this is really weird this is just yeah. really weird that it it goes down this entire thing and people like the witness accounts of seeing this and whatever it is entity right uh in all these places are um you know they they and this is one of those um uh entities that presents itself unlike some entities where it's like did i actually see it or did i see a picture of it and we kind of talked about that on one of the previous podcasts this is one that's like no it is a woman in white and a lot of times it gets in the car, like yeah, or, or the vehicle, or, or falls out of the sky onto your car, or you know, yeah. or, um, or jumps in front of you, and you have to swerve to avoid her. And uh, um, and again, it's never a man in white; always a lady in white. It's always it's, um, barefoot. Huh? Barefoot is barefoot another usually, thing that's yeah. interesting. It's a generally she's not wearing shoes; she has the white dress. Sometimes it's tattered and whatever. Sometimes it's wet, or sometimes it's just a dress, and then the long dark hair. So 
it's, I don't know, it's so creepy to me that I, I, when I went down that rabbit hole, but I'm about to tie this back to supernatural, which brings up a point that I'm, I know, I know you're fond with. So besides my love of Sam and Dean and uh, Crowley and many other delightful people on that show, I, there, there's some of the seasons of that show that are absolutely brilliant. And then there's um, what they did in the last lot of seasons, but whatever, no hate mail on supernatural. I, just rewatched it again. Um, uh, but one of the things that's interesting is the first episode they ever did was The Woman in White. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, uh, it was getting, you know, and what's interesting, because I want to talk about Supernatural, because I know you know a lot about Supernatural in the first, because to me, the first three seasons were probably by far the best seasons. And I said that to you and you said something to me, but you can't say it yet because I want to go down my woman in white and then you can say it. So they cover the woman in white and they cover a woman who's walking along, picks gets picked up by hitchhikers and ends up killing them, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not going to give away the episode completely. Oh, wait, it's been out for like 20 something years. So it's fine. Away. Spoiler, spoiler um, alert. But it, spoiler alert. You know, what they thought it was, was a woman who had drowned her children. So it was um, because she found out her husband was cheating on her or something like that. And she's torturing them. And it turns out, no, it's actually fucking children that are killing everybody and they're evil. And she's trying to keep people away from them, which is a great twist at the end of the episode, right? Um, And uh, yeah, our producer just pointed out, now I can get in trouble for spoiling a 20-year-old pilot. But um, it's, it was, I thought it was interesting, which is what made me go, oh, the woman in white heart, blah, blah, blah. So let's talk a little bit about Supernatural because that episode, that pilot episode was based on research of folklore yep. of the white woman. Yep. Um, but. Well, they had a lot of, they had a lot of folklorists and research people for that show some of them had done work on Buffy uh some of them had done work on uh some other shows but uh again they you know they Hollywooded them you know that's what they do um so that's why you know I you know I always love when a show reaches out to say hey I I, I've read this somewhere and I want to put this into an episode and you know and one of our you know somebody in the community of us paranormal writers and stuff will, will reach out and say hey somebody's looking for info on this do you have any idea i can only imagine back in those days when supernatural was first starting the internet was still early days as well there wasn't all these forums and stuff like that i guess it was still mostly chat rooms and stuff like that um but i know for grim uh they reached out to quite a few of us when that show was on and i got i got reached out to about a german ghost and i don't know why they reached out to me because i'm the florida guy uh, but uh, you know, it was it was kind of fun. But didn't they on Supernatural? Didn't for like the first three years they actually employed a bunch of these people to do yeah. the show, Nathan, and then changed gears, right? Was Nathan Robert Brown, I think, was the the folklorist that was uh, Supernatural. I know he also did Grimm later, uh, and he was one of the ones I worked with. So, you know, and I I think one of the things that's interesting is that. Um, you know, it, when you guys, when your audience out there, um, our fellow travelers, when you're watching some of these shows, 
Like I just rewatched Buffy. We talked about that. Yep. Supernatural, Grimm, a lot of these shows like that. And I know I'm not even doing justice to all of them. Even X-Files, I think, yeah. took um, uh, at least some of the uh, ideas from it from stories that were in papers and things like that about, um, you know, the sort of the conspiracy theory papers. And I don't mean that in a negative way, because I know there's a lot coming out about UFOs that the government said never happened. All those spoilers now. (laughs) Yeah, now, now, you know, but um, I think that, you know, we, we, uh, you can see and it's fun. And if, look it up, if you're watching a show and you're going, hey, this seems really, look it up, look what's behind that particular um, thing because I know, for instance, the second episode of Supernatural was about the um, uh, uh, what is it called? It starts with a W. Oh my goodness, I just lost it. When 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 it goes? When it go? Yeah. They went, they went heavy on that second episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we. Uh, yeah. I think. Yeah. You know, what's fun about those shows, and you know, it's just like we talk about the ghost hunting shows nowadays and stuff like that, where it's. If nothing else, they're bringing light to these legends. They're keeping them alive. They're bringing renewed interest. Uh, you know, nowadays it's, uh, you know, the Conjuring movies are bringing back the Ed and Lorraine Warren's cases. Now, you know, they're they're Hollywooding them, but it's still pretty good. The fact that we even talk about the infilled haunting now is amazing to me. Uh, you know, and um, and that was from Conjuring 2, for those who don't know. Uh, Stop, it wasn't... We're like this spoiler show. I guess that should have been the thing. Like, I guess. I spoil a shit ton of stuff on this show. I mean, you know, we could have went Valentine's Day Massacre, and we could have done that. No, but we did t- We did talk a little bit about Lupercalia, and we yeah, did talk when, a little bit. When you say Valentine's Day Massacre, are you talking about the uh, mobster Valentine's Day Massacre? We could have gone that route, or we could have gone other Valentine's Day Massacres. We could have gone Valentine horror movies. There's a lot of ways we could have done this. So those are maybe ideas for future years. Uh, you know, when we're when we get to those. Uh, so I, I don't want to. Also, could have talked about Caligula a little bit more. It's always an no, option. We absolutely are not talking about Caligula. Hey, he's a romantic guy. How many wives did he have? A lot. So no, he's a Roman guy. It's different. Oh yeah, but he had a lot of love to give. So yeah, to all three of his sisters. Yes, exactly. Have okay, you... Mark, you're not coming out on the shining side in this episode. Just, <laughs> I'm just going to let you know. I you love not... my crazy Roman emperors. Come on. Yeah, no, and, uh... we need to we need to apparently not take uh, Mark to Rome anymore. Rome not is anymore. a dangerous place to take Mark. Not anymore. But, uh, this is very true. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, and like, again, we could have just talked about St. Valentine's and how he was ripped to pieces, you know. Okay, and... Mark, what is your favorite Valentine's tra- tradition then? Like, okay. What my, do you like to do on Valentine's Day? Oh, my favorite Valentine's Day tradition is to watch whatever my spouse wants to watch that night. And thankfully, the lovely and talented Carrie Schultz loves to watch Forensic Files for Valentine's Day. So, yeah, I, knowing knowing that she knows how to hide a body is just a infinite infinite love for me. So, I have to say, one of the funniest things is um, for I hope people watches the show snapped 
that was oh. I think it was on the USA Network for a long time, but the show snapped. It's a true crime show, so I watch a lot of true crime stuff. I talk about that, um, and I I will tell you, you know, not my present other half, but previous ones were would be like it is terrifying how much you watch this. I said I've always said to them, what should be terrifying to you is I know where to leave my cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's the biggest mistake people make. Take their that's, that's that's number one. Uh, or like uh, the guy who uh, just found out uh, we got we we could do some news here. Uh, the yeah. guy. This is this is romantic news. This guy's wife went missing, and uh, his Google searches, like immediately after her disappearance, were, you know, what uh, is is a hacksaw good for dismembering a body? Is uh, you know how 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 to use quick lime to hide a body how will baking soda hide the smell uh you know what's better no. to do burn your clothes or uh or wash them if you committed a crime it's okay he was just googling chlorophyll yes yes he was he had he had, he had it was on his son's ipad too so that's why it wasn't him it was his son doing all this <laughs> wow and so he and, and one of the questions he asked was can a man be convicted without a body well we don't know if he's been convicted but he can be charged without a body so he is uh he is up for murder and uh just based on his son on google searches he did on his son's ipad for the three days after his wife went missing so very romantic it's well it was what's terrible is in most true crime situations not all I'm not lumping everybody in together and I will never do that because it's true. But unfortunately, in most um, true crime situations, when there are people in a relationship like that, it's usually the other person. I mean, yeah. nine it's, times out of 10. And it's, unfortunately, it's a crazy number. It's, it's like 90%. And so, yeah, I mean, so, you know, they go, well, of course they're going to look at me. I'm the husband. Well, yeah, of course they're going to look at you because 90% of the time it is you. Yeah. Like, you know, and if you're going to be stupid enough to go, you know, there is a certain cleansing of the gene pool that occurs with people who do <laughs> shit like Google things like that. Yeah. I'm not saying or advocating to commit crimes. No, I fully agree. Now, I will tell you, I don't care if this is of record. If I ever get a terminal illness of some kind, I'm going to turn into Dexter and I'm going to take out the people that should have been taken out to begin with. You got a list? I don't care. You got a list? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, you know, every day in the news gives me a list. Like there are plenty <laughs> of people that unfortunately need to be resolved, but I wouldn't just go do that. But if, you know, like if you're in a relationship and you're not happy in the relationship, leave, go do something else, get out. Like the solution is not to kill the person. Like that is never the solution. And if you feel like you can't get out, there are plenty of sources that will help you. There are numbers to call. And I'm sure we can put those in the show notes, uh, uh, amongst other things. This is definitely, you know, an area. Seek professional help if you can get help. We are not professional help. We are an author, uh, authors and publishers. We <laughs> and, and we, and we are, talk we about are professionals and not that at and all. And we talk about spooky things on on uh, on a radio podcast. So um, I think you know, Mark. At some point, I think we need to go to Pennsylvania and see if we can um, get the woman in white to crash us in. I've got a couple only friends that maybe you know we're talking about end of life stuff. Maybe they they might you know 
get up there and give her somebody to talk to or something. So you know. I was going to say, maybe we could get a GoPro in one of their cars and we can see if we can have this interaction. But I think that would be, you know, between the ghosts that the Donces are, please check out if you're in St. Petersburg, Florida or going to St. Pete, Florida. It is an amazing hotel, even to just go have dinner and not even stay oh, yeah. in. Or just go out to the beach behind it and just enjoy the fact that you have this castle behind you while you're sitting on the wonderful waters of the Gulf. So, yeah. No, exactly. And if, you know, if you're out and you want to do some research, you can go down the rabbit hole like I did into the white woman or the woman in white and the stories that are there around there. Or if you're feeling frisky, I happen to know an author who wrote a book called The Wonton Woman in White, and it's a a, a ghost erotica story. So you could go that direction, too, you know. (laughs) Or you can read about the lives and loves of Caligula. Uh, Um, let, why are we going back to that? I don't know. I love why, the fact that it, came, that it came. I feel up. like I I'm just... I'm trying to drive this car in a certain direction, and you keep grabbing the steering wheel, Mark. Or celebrate Lupercalia by wearing a thong made out of goat and run around and whip ladies so that you can. No, no, no. We're no? not advocating any of that. Oh, it's okay. Day. It's yeah. day on the Greek holidays. No, stop oh. that. That is no. If, if you, you want, want to celebrate to a bunch uh, of chocolate, drink some wine. We're a thousand percent on board with that. Just don't drive. Other than that, Mark, you're being the opposite of help this episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> Valley, what, what, are you, what were you about to say? Oh, it's good. I was just going to say the way to celebrate Valentine's Day is to just spend it with people that you love. And, you know, just make sure Hashtag. your dog's not barking at the rain because that's what mine's doing right now. Oh yeah. See, hashtag true story. Spend it with people that you care about. That's true. Not doing some weird Greek tragedy. So <laughs> with that, listeners out there, if there is something you'd like to tell us about, tell us a yep. story about your life. There's something you'd like us to look into. I love going down rabbit holes and so does Mark. Please, please go to eerietravels.com. Send us your listener tales. We'd love to hear about them and we'll read them on the air. We'd love to, you know, and just make sure you note for us whether or not you want to be anonymous or not, because man, I will read a name if you do not tell me otherwise. Yep. The, the links are live. The, the website is live. You can also find our older podcasts there, older episodes you missed. And uh, yeah, there's a, uh, there's so much there. Uh, we've got the old episodes of the TV show. So, you know, feel free to link up and also to, to my books. And uh, we'll put some of the Erica stuff up there soon. I can't wait. Yeah, no, really pretty soon we can put my murder books up there. That'll be great. Yeah, that'll um, be good. I think we're really lucky because I think soon on the podcast, we're going to have some guests. So guys, yeah, look, look. we've got our first few interviews lined up. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, we've also got, uh, uh, I've got a couple listener uh, reports that I've got to go through and, uh, you know, make sure it's okay for us to read them out. Um, thank you guys for sending them in. I'm excited, especially since, you know, the first couple episodes are just airing. So, um, you know, this is, this should be good. So, uh, you know, we're enjoying the train. We hope you all are. So, so please like, and subscribe and tell your friends, tell your family, you know, tell people you don't comment. like. Yeah. Leave comment, comment, comment. Yeah. Rate us, you know, whatever ratings on your podcaster of choice, give them, give us a like, you know, whatever it needs, because it costs you nothing and it helps us a ton. So we really do appreciate it. So 
and hopefully we'll be announcing some events this year. So yeah. Erie Travels will be coming to a convention or event near you. We're working on it. And again, let your local cons know you'd like us to be there and, you know, have these two, these few crazy folks get over there and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll bring all the show. So I'll bring Carrie and her art and uh, Callie will bring pockets, uh, the amazing wonder dog and, uh, Erica, you'll bring the whole Four Horsemen crew. I know you, so. Yeah, no, I'll bring, I'll do that. And I will um, leave my cell phone at home just in case there's some things I need to take care of. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll watch for ladies in white while we are looking for hitchhiking ghosts while we're driving. So. I appreciate that thoroughly. Thank you guys so much for being with us tonight. And we, or today, it's, I, yeah. who knows? Who knows morning. when you're listening to this? This could be Valentine's 2029 and we're still, you know, and we'd appreciate you re-listening to this, but but thank you all so much and uh, happy Valentine's Day. Oh my God. Happy Valentine's Day. However you celebrate, However no you celebrate. whips. Yeah, no whips. All right, fine. There goes my Tuesday plan. All right. <laughs> <laughs>